Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Great American Senior Show. I'm your gray-haired host, Sam Yates, and today, another special episode. Sheriff Wayne Ivey, Brevard County, is joining us, and Sheriff, welcome back to the program. Oh, thanks, Sam. Thanks for having me, and thanks for all you do to to reach our seniors and our businesses um, with uh, what I believe is relative information to keeping them safe and their businesses safe and their customers safe. You know, and I think that's important. And one of the areas that we have not touched on in the last year that we've been doing this is that of seniors and drugs. And sometimes I think everyone thinks of Grandpa Joe not going to have a problem with drugs. And it's sometimes just the opposite because they're prescribed something by a doctor and the next Mm -hmm. thing you know, they're hooked on it or they find other ways of getting into the drug scene. Uh, Tell us what you're seeing among our seniors in Brevard County. Yeah, so probably the best place to start with that is um, to talk about the opioid epidemic Mm -hmm. and and what we're seeing um, with it. It is, you know, I've been a, a law enforcement officer for uh, 42, almost 43 years now. And one of the things that I will tell you is through the years, we have always, you know, said, um, you know, uh, crack cocaine is the worst thing we ever faced. Heroin is the worst thing we ever faced. Um, sadly, we were wrong. What we're facing now with this opioid epidemic is is the toughest, most difficult thing to combat that we've ever faced. And one of the things that makes it so difficult to combat is it knows no stranger. Um, this this drug and, and its its death components know no stranger. It doesn't matter if it's the uh, you know 18 year old that that has you know sampled other drugs before and now is addicted to it, or uh, a 70 year old that had hip replacement surgery and and uh, got addicted to it through that mechanism. So um, we we are seeing deaths, overdose deaths, like we've never seen before. Certainly fentanyl is playing a massive part in that. And uh, the open access to our borders is playing a a big part in the increase in fentanyl that we're seeing in our country. So with all of these dynamics, it's the perfect storm that's that's brewing out there to, to take our citizens' lives. And Brevard County, in looking at the statistics, is is high up there. I, I think it's about number six in the state of Florida uh, with those types of deaths. So how are you fighting it? So, you know, our, our thing is to fight it at every level. And um, when, when you look at how you lower your crime rate or how you go after a certain uh, element of the crime, you have to bookend it. And by bookend it, what I mean is you have to be very aggressive in going after those that are breaking the law. You on the on the backside of it, you have to be very aggressive, equally as aggressive, in trying to rehabilitate those. And when when you look at um, those that are that are falling to addiction of this, um, and those that are peddling this, you, you got you got several different target areas. Target number one is to go after those that um, are are making a fortune off of the addictions of others. Their greed is driving the sale of this narcotic. Um, so you know we go after the dealers. We, we want to lock them up and keep them locked up. We're blessed. We've got a state attorney that works with us uh, in the name of Phil Archer who works with us in that. The second thing is to identify those that are dealers, those that are continual drug abusers, and those that have fallen prey to, to this, this uh, new uh, war, if you will. And when you do that, what you start seeing is there are those that tried it for the very first time and and got addicted to it. You know, I testified before Congress back in uh, 2019, and I sat next to a lady that was the the director of the Department of Health in, I think, Vermont or Delaware. 
And she, she spoke about there are certain people in this world that have a predisposed addiction to, um, to uh, uh, opiates. And so you don't know if that's you. You don't know if it's me. Um, you don't know. And so, you know, a doctor unknowingly prescribes it to you, and here you are. Or uh, a doctor gives it to you, and you take more than you're supposed to. Um, so, you know, we, we've tried to create a number of different mechanisms to help those that are truly the ones that are addicted, not the ones that are abusing. And there's a difference between that. When I look at those that, are, that have been lifelong drug addicts, that, that person is going to be addicted to whatever drug comes out there. Uh, when, when I look at the fact that some of our veterans are, are getting addicted to this, 16-year-olds that broke their leg in a motorcycle wreck are getting addicted to this. We have, we have created some, some pillars, if you will, uh, Veterans Court, uh, to help uh, our veterans that are going through this. Uh, we've created drug court um, where the judge and the state attorney do a great job at kind of peeling out who needs help and who needs to be put in prison. And then we try and rehabilitate those and get them back into our society as a productive member of society. So you bookend it. You hit it hard, equally as hard on both ends. You use the word help. And when I talk to people in the community, that is something that resonates. It's not punish, but help. And there's a big difference. Sure. And, and so the, the most important part of that big difference is determining who needs it uh, and who will accept it. Is, is the person going to accept the help and are they going to work within the modules that are there? Or are they somebody that, like I said, has abused every drug on the planet? And I was never going to come out of it. You know, to, to give you a true, I think the best example I can give anybody of just how impacting this drug is. I can't tell you how many phone calls, personal contacts, emails, all of these things that I've had from moms that have told me that the only time they sleep well at night is when their child, their son or daughter is in my jail because they know, at least in there, they're not going to overdose. They're not going to get killed in a drug ripoff. When jail is what a mom believes is the safest place for their child, it truly sets the stage for what this opioid epidemic is like. Speaking of moms and children, it, it can be a child of any age, but uh, moms, grandparents, uh, with teens and younger adults, there are certain buzzwords that they may not recognize, and, and I've remember sitting in on a session with some of your staff um, at, uh, I want to say it was at one of the, the, the high schools, where they were explaining to parents who were there, these are the words when they say this word, it's a drug. Mm-hmm. And, and that, edu- that education part uh, is something that I think uh, you're doing quite well in taking out to the schools. Yeah. So, you know, we, we have a great footprint in our schools. Um, our crime prevention unit, um, Jay Martinez, um, Ashley Jennings, all of them, they are out there pushing out um, to, to these kids, you know, to, to the hazards of this, the dangers of this. Look, um, in one 24-month period, if you go back to, I believe it was um, in 2019, in one 24-month period, we had 172 overdose deaths in Brevard County. So, you know, that, that puts into perspective the, the volume of people that are falling victim to this. And, and a lot of times people ask me, why are you so focused on illegal immigration? We're not a border state. Well, first of all, yes, we are. All right. Um, we're seeing people come, come across our border of Florida into the United States every day. Um, but, but secondly, when you look at the influx of fentanyl, 
that we have seen coming into our country with essentially open borders, because that's what we really have. Um, uh, we, we have to do something. Illegal immigration doesn't stop at the border. It filters into every community in this country, and the effects of it will spread out and choke us if we don't stop it. And so, you know, that's, that's one of the things. I mean, in 2019, we took off three pounds of, of fentanyl. Three pounds, Sam, is enough that if you put it into a lethal dose, it would kill every citizen in Brevard County. And so we know that came across the border. We know where it went and how it came to us. And so we're, we're going to continue to push hard to, look, you know, we, we sometimes get pushback because we, we'll say something about somebody we've arrested or whatever, and we'll get pushback. They'll say, oh, well, well that person's just addicted to drugs. Well, we, we have to enforce the law. And if that person's addictions causes them to break the law, our job is to enforce the law. And so we arrest that person. And then there are mechanisms in place, drug court, veterans court, those things that can help identify what direction, this, what path this person really needs to go down. Can our seniors become involved in some of the things that you're doing? Yeah, so absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, one of the things that, that we encourage our seniors to do um, is to stay educated, stay aware of, of the hazards. You know, you talked about the names and things a while ago. But a great way to do that is to come be part of our Citizens Academy. We, uh, we have a remarkable Citizens Academy. Again, credit to our, our community um, uh, relations unit, our crime prevention unit, for running a great Citizens Academy. But come, come to Citizens Academy. It's an eye-opening experience. It, it not only gives you a, a backroom look at everything the Sheriff's Office does, but it gives you a front-row view of what's going on in the world. Who's eligible? Uh, anybody. Yeah, even you, Sam, at your age. You know, I'm chuckling uh, because uh, the gray-haired host uh, is just that, a gray-haired host. So don't be surprised if you see me out in the audience there at the Academy because I really do believe that uh, you're doing a great job. And anything that I can do to help bolster what you are doing for our seniors and all of our citizens here, you know, I'm going to be standing on the front line to pitch in. And, and yeah. um, You know, um, there, there's so many ways to volunteer, too, yeah. in our agency. Um, you know, from, um, you know, our, our citizens on patrol, our, our um, uh, you know, animal shelter, um, walking dogs, um, you know, just all sorts of different things that we have. And, uh, and another thing that I'll point out, too, is um, you are never too old to work for the Brevard County Sheriff's Office. Um, we, uh, we are always hiring, and, and uh, you know, whether that, that position is in maritime security or that position is in telecommunications as one of our comm center employees. Um, I tell some people, you can be too young to work for the Sheriff's Office, but you're never too old. I am the voice of experience, and uh, that's, a, that's the, how I look at the aging process. It's more experience under my belt. Sheriff, I want to thank you very much for joining us again. One additional question. Can you come back? Oh, absolutely. I'd love to, man. Let's, uh, let's do it as many times as we can and get as much information out there as we can, Sam. We are going to do that. Sheriff Wayne Ivey, my special guest today on the Great American Senior Show. I'm your gray-haired host, Sam Yates. Have a great day, everybody.